los ojos para ver lo que vamos, put up your manos. Members attempting your neto, chicanos, latinos, and los Estados Unidos. Don't care if you're Ricans or even Cubanos. Look at our coaches. We have more common, don't let them divide. These suckers are vultures. Either we stand it together or better be standing aside. Now is the time to know about you, but I'm gonna ride. We gotta climb. Fight for your bayas, man. Where was your pride? Where were the gunners that you got inside? Look how our ancestors came to this country. They tried to be living the American dream. Don't throw it away. They promise you money and got your age for the machine. Click a new team. You flip to Lizard, but that is a system that you wanna bring. You need to think. We gotta fight communism, cause it looks like we on the brink. Connect on the link. So one party system is taking the power from all of the people. We need to think. When will you listen? These people are evil. They want you to think. So what is your plan? Hand in hand. We're standing together, cause this is what never to do what you can. Please understand. We gotta do better. So what is remember that we took a stand? Escuchame. 24 es el año. Si se puede. Lucha, lucha por la libertad. How you doing? How's it going, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, so uh, Daniel isn't with us uh, today. He he has too much wisdom, so he had to go to the dentist and get some wisdom uh, he pulled out. Yep, so. no Daniel today, so we got young Jamie to substitute. From, yeah, from the Joe Rogan show, so yeah, it's cool. We got him operating the the sticks in the background. <laughs> Uh, Daniel's uh, behind the scenes. He'll probably um, chime in, uh, look some stuff up for us as, uh, you know, we talk about it. But um, we were talking, it's a little wet out there. How was your day today? It was good. Pretty busy. Pretty busy as always, right? Got to stay busy. Yeah, it's already going to be Wednesday. I know, man. Weekend's flying by. This year's almost over and it just started. I know. <laughs> I know. Man. Uh, but it does fly by. Um, pretty crazy. So let's get to it, man. Iowa. 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 Yeah. Um, you saw um, Matt Kim out there. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's also pretty cool. Pretty tight. <laughs> Matt's pretty tight. Pause. Yeah, no, he's doing a great job. Yeah. Um, following. What happened over there, you know, as he, he was reporting with everybody else, um, Iowa caucus. Uh, so so explain it to me, Dan, Danny, because let's pretend I don't know anything, which I do. Hey, we're here learning just like you are <laughs> and everything. So this would be a good one for uh, Daniel in the background. If you could pull up exactly, you know, what the Iowa caucus is about. I know they're, you know, it's for a nomination for a president. But growing up in in the past history here with the past elections that we've actually started paying attention to, um, we really don't know how the election system works. So um, I don't know if Daniel can, in the background, um, kind of look and see what the process is like as we talk here uh, for the Iowa caucus and how all of that uh, voting works out there. And it's just, it, I mean, I saw Rachel, your girl, Rachel Maddow, having a meltdown, you know? And it, it just makes me wonder, like, how delusional these people, what, what, what other outcome did they think, you know? Did they really think that Nikki Haley was going to, you know, slide right under there? Did they think Vivek was going to, I mean, Vivek tried really hard, right? I think he went all over the place, held more, you know, events than anybody else, and 
still got what eight percent something like that you know compared to you know trump so he bowed out so you know his little percentage or even just five percent going towards your boy trump i mean pretty good right um yeah i i I saw a clip of uh, meta and you know actually i hadn't seen a clip of meta but you know i'm not on social media that much uh, but even then, you know, uh, 2016, um, I saw a lot of Rachel Maddow. Um, you know, they were confident that they were going to be able to cheat and, you know, uh, win the election that way. And I did, to your point, I did see a clip of Rachel Maddow kind of having a, a little meltdown because um, Trump, she says Trump is going to get indicted. He is going to get arrested. And uh, the Iowa caucus was still going to, uh, vote for him. In in other words, saying that <clears throat> voters are stupid because they're voting for someone that's going to be indicted and uh, get arrested. So to me, I look at that and I really don't even pay attention. It's like a, I'm like a duck and that's water just rolling off my back because it's there. Remember we were talking about the uh, wrap up smear campaign. It's the same thing. It's like the same playbook. They're running the same play over and over. And if you think about it, we're the other team. And it's like, we already know that play. It, you, you've ran it so much. You know, we got the defense for it. Actually, you know, we don't even pay attention to it no more. Right. But what's your take on it? We got the vaccine. We got the, we got the antibodies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just. I only see, you know, even, you know, the, the Republicans, how delusional they kind of were, too, to think that it just the people weren't going to vote for Trump, you know. Or how, how do you think? What do you think made it so that, you know, other people thought, you know, maybe it won't be him? Well, I don't I don't think that's the right question, because when we say they thought. Who, who who are we talking about? The media? Right. Or, I mean, the CNN and MSNBC and all of that stuff, um, I, I saw clips that they were saying that they were admitting that uh, Trump was going to take it easy by a large margin. 35 minutes into the, into mm-hmm. the process. Yeah. So that's what I'm referring to. I mean, if, if they're already seeing it, and they're calling it. We, we we have to come to a point where we have to look at what's going on and actually say that everybody sees it now. That we are actually the majority. You get you, you get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So you're saying the people knew. The only people that were disillusioned were the, the media themselves, thinking yes. that they could manipulate uh, Nikki. You know, where like people are just voting for Nikki because she's a girl. You know, you hear, oh, she's nice, right? She's she's nice, but I think she's. And, you know, if they again, if the people, if what they fear is right wing, right? She's pretty, she's pretty right wing, you know, compared to Trump. Is what I'm saying. Well, it define right wing because then you have Rhino, right? You, you right, know, right? Well, that that's just it, right? You know, so. I don't think uh, Nikki is an actual conservative. It's kind of 
let's look at um, the difference between Bush's and Obama's administration. I don't think we saw much difference in in those terms that they had and go back um, into the Clinton, the Bush and the Obama uh, terms. I don't think I saw much difference between both of them. The only thing that they were playing us with is that one's Republican and one's uh, a Democratic Party. Right. And, and at that point, what I believed as those years were going by is that it was one system with uh, two heads. So, that, you know, um, so I really don't see a Someone actually described it this way. Someone described it like this. Is um, Nikki Haley, the people that are voting for Nikki Haley, they want the the rhino party back. Right. And the, yeah, the, the two, you know, the, the supposedly two parties, but they act as one, the Uniparty. They right. want the Una party back. Right. Um, and the people that are voting for Trump are, are mega, you know, America first. You know? Right. So, um, and I thought it was a pretty good description, you know. Uh, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Daniel, bring up that uh the caucus uh page that you had up i wanted to kind of go through that because that's a really good question yeah man all right it's interesting all right so this is the way that it works okay um the iowa caucuses are quite Dreamial electoral events for the Democratic and Republican parties in the U.S. state of Iowa. So this is for the state of Iowa. Unlike primary elections where registered voters cast ballots at polling places in election day, Iowa caucuses are meetings where voters gather to discuss the select candidates for the, regist for the registered party. Political parties hold the caucuses in contrast to most state-run most state primaries. Number one, both presidential and midterm elections in Iowa use caucuses. Two, the caucuses are also held on select delegates to con county uh, conventions and party committees, among other party activities. The Iowa caucuses are noteworthy as the first majority contest of the United States presidential primary season. That's what it is. So it's it's the first major contest of the United States uh, president, presidential primary season. So I did hear commentary about that, is that this was basically going to set the tone as to, you know, how um, American citizens nationwide were going to be feeling uh, about going out and voting. So you had a consensus that this is this is what the Uniparty was hoping for. It was snowing, what was it, uh, uh, 40 degrees below zero, and people weren't going to show up, and, and uh, they were going to be able to kind of test the waters and see if they were going to be able to cheat, right? So from what I heard, reports is that um, there was people out there early voting. The weather didn't stop them, even though it was below 40. And um, 
they came out in droves. I heard um, some stories that they ran out of ballots. So this kind of reminds me of the conversation uh, that we had. And I asked you guys, um, how many votes do you think uh, Trump is going to get this uh, time around? So now with what I heard yesterday, I was, I know it was sounding crazy when I said 100 million. But now I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what the numbers are going to be. <laughs> but, but with that turnout, what do you feel now? Uh, what, yeah. what did you say the number was going to be? Shoot, dude, enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough. Enough. Yeah, man, I think I think there is going to be a little bit more ballot harvesting, you know, on both sides. You know, I think there are different instructions to actually, you know, kind of use their tactics, right? Kind of the same way that Daniel's using or, you know, we're using, Matt's using the, um, the AI to make that clear, you know, uh, make that message clear to different, you know, um, speaking, um, not fans, but listeners or people that are just trying to hear um, alternative news, right? Alternative news. And I think that's that's kind of the, the direction that we're shooting more, you know. Yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday and um, the conversation was kind of like this is like, what do what do people in social media, social media platforms agenda? What's their agenda? What's their what's their play? What's their end game? And of course, everybody has different agendas, right? Different end games. But I think it's not necessarily to report on news the way that it's traditionally been reported throughout history. It's, I think it's more, for me, it's almost like a secondary effect when people go on social media, but it's support. So, you know, we, we talk about, you know, closet uh, conservatives and, and stuff like that, especially in areas where we're from, you know, Bay Area, L.A., New York, you know, the, the big uh, cities. And as more of us, it doesn't even matter if it's a it's a very small base, a zero base, even if it's two people that listen to the message or if it's a big base. It's just like, hey, man, there's more people out there that believe it. And then another one shows up, another one pops up and it just gives them a little bit of courage to be like hey you know what I'm you were joking around and it's like uh, coming out of the closet and people are coming out of the closet more and more and more and more so yes. I think that's probably the biggest effect um that it's having I don't know um what do you think yeah man I mean you see it time and time again you know Again, who who did I mention first? Rachel Maddow. Why is she screaming the loudest? You know, she needs Trump. They all need Trump. That type of media, right? Legacy media needs Trump. Um, but you know, there there is that. I think I've heard you say before, right? We we are the new. Is it was it you that said we are kind of the new the new legacy media? Because even though you know, we've heard it too that you know, it's not dying. They're just moving to different platforms, right? But it's the credibility that's not holding up anymore as much. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard that a lot. Maybe it's just regurgitated, you know, everybody's kind of repeating it. But I think it I think it's true. I mean, the numbers show it. I haven't you ever wondered, like with those bad ratings, how are they still able to be in business? Soros. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean it yeah. only makes you question and wonder, right? Yeah, man. It's like, how, you know, we talk about a, a business. It's like if if you have a good product, people are going to buy it. It's going to be in demand. If your product sucks, it's not going to be in demand. No one's going to buy it. You're going to go out of business. So who's propping up these dying? It's not even a question anymore. It's a fact. Yeah. And I think um, Trump... I think he said this when they first started attacking him and he first started him calling fake news. He's all, there's going to come a point where these uh, um, dinosaur media companies are, are no, no longer going to exist. In other words, they're going to go out of business. Yeah. So we're, we're getting there. It's, yeah. you know, little, little by little, we're getting there until they're going to say it's too big to fail. And then they're yeah. going to have to jump in there with some parachutes and yeah. and save them. Yeah. Did you get Did you get to see his uh, kind of victory speech? I saw a little bit of it. In did you see his, his his demeanor? He was kind of like, "There's no need to to trash talk anymore." It was he was kind of son. Everybody was his son. Everybody was his daughter. You know, he was just kind of patting them on their head like, "Good try." Mm-hmm. we all knew we all knew he knew they all knew right i think what's happening there is you look at his demeanor and i kind of saw that too but there was a part where he was talking about um coming together right so now i could be wrong but let's listen to his message moving forward kind of to your point right now so Last time around 2016, he had to get everybody's attention. So he had to go in there, WWE style, Grand Slam, throwing them out the ring, talking some trash. And uh, now that we saw what this administration is doing, I think it's about coming together. And, you know, by the numbers that went out and voted and by the margin of victory that he, he got in Iowa, I mean, if that sets the table, because remember, that's what we read right now is that, you know, it's the first primary uh, nationwide where everybody's got their eyes on it and they're kind of seeing how it's going to do. I think he won all counties. I don't know if Daniel could pull it up, but I he think lost, there's something. He lost one to Nikki one? by one vote, by one vote. There was cheating involved. <laughs> so I'm going to guarantee you that he, that he won vote. them all. Okay, but let's say he won all but one. So let's say that that just goes steady nationwide. It's gonna it's gonna wipe the floor with them, man. Right. So so where do you think this puts? Do you want to call them the rest of them contenders? Um, where does this put Nikki Haley? Where does this put uh, Vivek? Where does this put Ron? Noticing that uh, that victory speech that he gave, just called him Ron. Didn't call him got nicknames for all of them only called them run um gave credit to vivek you know 
is is he looking down at them uh, as you know people that can be part of his um, you know coalition people he can bring on with him? Well, I saw something where he said that that they was going to be working with them for a long time. Um, so he, to answer What's your that question, to you advice? Do you think that's grooming? Think? Grooming? Grooming? I think it's um, he's young, right? Um, he's got that charisma. He's got that energy. He's got the fighting spirit that we're talking about. But the the thing that people don't like, and we were kind of talking about it on the last episode or one of the last episodes, is that um, Vivek's uh, Vivek's uh, background, you know, coming, you know, tied to sorrows and and stuff like that. Right. So let's see. He pulled up the. Oh yeah, that one, <laughs> that one county right there. Is that the one that he lost? Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, there it is. One vote, like you said. And it's a college. It's a college town or something like that. So. Hey, I, that's even worse. I told you guys <laughs> that they go to the college college football games and it's you know also, they're chanting FJB, man. Come on. It's so. also it's also the place where they print or they print the ballots and they make the ballot machines and it's also the. Nah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah, something along those lines, right? But okay, we'll give them that one. Yeah, we'll give them that one. But um, um, I think it's okay. So we were talking about Vivek, right? So um, I think um, we just gotta keep our eyes peeled. Uh, Ron DeSantis. I think he's always been a Trump supporter. He kind of um, mimics. He's Donald's uh, mini me. He kind of mimics uh, his direct approach. No nonsense. You want to cancel me? I ain't, I ain't paying attention to that. I'm just, I'm just going to do my thinking. Uh, he's one of the ones that denies being canceled. He's like, you, you, you're not going to cancel me as much as you want to cancel me. Vivek, same thing. He has that same approach. So I think that conservatives like those that took a page from his playbook just need to run with that playbook. They need to run with those plays. They need to have the same approach. Um, what, are you going to show us something right there? Yeah, let's run. Let's run that video, Jamie. <laughs> Young Jamie. These are the ideals of the American Revolution. And you know what? We do have some enemies that we need to defeat on the other side, but we have challenges to address in our own party right here at home. So you know what, if you want somebody who's going to foist onto you to use your social media account, you want to use a driver's license to do it, to have the right to use the internet, this man's not your man. There's another candidate in this race who'll do that for you. It's Nikki Haley. You want to send, you want to cut Social Security, you want to cut Medicare, you want to cut veterans benefits so we can fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house? Vote for Nikki Haley, not this man right here. But if you want to actually put an agenda that puts Americans first, to say that the moral obligation of your leaders is to the citizens of this country, not another one, there is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here. And that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president, because we're not working with a lot of time here. If our kids are in high school before we get this right, we don't have a country left. That's what it means. We've been... 
Yo, Vivek looks <laughs> Vivek looks beat up, man. I don't know if he's gonna be. He looks disheveled, man. I don't know if he's gonna handle four four actual years as president. No, but um, yeah, man. So, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think that Donald Trump keeps his enemies closer? Brings his I hand think down. So. And brings up Ron. As his vice? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I don't know. Wow, as far as advice. Uh, right? That was pretty good. And he's a fantastic guy. And he's really, uh, he's got something that's uh, very special because he started off with a Zippo and he's got, he ended up very strong. He did a great job. I was actually surprised when he called because he was doing well. And uh, it's an honor to have his endorsement. He's going to be working with us and he'll be working with us for a long time. Thank you. I've got, got I've got a, I've got a couple of theories uh, about that. So, okay, um, we know that throughout history, um, even back in the eighties, uh, Trump was being asked, you know, if he was ever going to run for president and stuff like that. I think we've all seen those clips, right? So, you know, he's rub shoulders with, you know, politicians, high profile people around the globe. So he knows the ins, he knows the outs, right? Um, and this is my theory. So you know how we were talking about certain people being like controlled opposition. So maybe they took, a, you know how we were saying we're uh, taking a page out of their playbook and using it against them, you know, their their technology and their strategies and stuff like that. So this is just the optimist in me is that maybe they, they started doing that. So, you know, they, they got in touch of uh, people like Vivek and kind of were laying the groundwork, letting them know what their plans were, kind of grooming them, if you will, and uh, bringing them up that way. Um, we know there's a lot of backstabbing in, in politics and stuff like that. That's just my hope. I know that it's not really realistic. I, you know, I'm, I've got an eye on all of these up and coming um, politicians. Um, but you know which one's good? Um, uh, Carrie Lake. I, I always thought a, a lot about Carrie Lake, just the way that she spoke and the way that she ran. Uh, her campaign as she was going um, um, for governor. Um, I think she's really, really strong, and she hasn't even really held it. Is she going to be senator? I, I believe she was going to run for a uh, senator for the Senate seat. But let's see, Daniel saying, who do you think uh, will be the VP pick? Uh, um, Talking about Carrie Lake, right? Carrie Lake, yeah, she's, you know, not just to play the female uh, card, but like I said, she's she's impressive. Um, so I think she stands out. And she's got that fighting spirit, too. Can you imagine them trying to shake her up uh, in, in press conferences and stuff like that? She is running for U.S. Senate. Um, but ha have you seen the, uh, the clip where she's milking a, a cow? Have you seen that mm -mm. clip? Mm -mm. Reporters are filming her. Mm -mm. And then she she points out she starts talking to the reporters, and she's like, uh, you know that we have two genders, and uh, 
And then she the 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 joke is that I dare you to co go milk a bull and see what happens <laughs> or you know what you get yeah. and stuff like that. So she's got that type of you know uh, yeah, right. fighting spirit. And if if we go back and we look at Trump's first VP, right? Who is Michael? Who who is uh, the Pence of today? Who is Pence esque, if you would say? Or do you think he's gonna go? But a different route with it because you know they kind of balanced. Do you think they balanced each other out, Pence and Trump? Where Trump was kind of all willy nilly, and you know, uh, Pence you, was kind of more stale face sitting in the back, right? It's all strategy. So you got to remember the first time around, they were trying to paint uh, Trump as a crazy, the crazy orange man, right? So he, in order to balance it out, he had to go get Pence. OK, then he got in and he did his thing and everybody saw how successful he was. This time around, it's different. He doesn't need a Pence anymore, in my opinion. So you think he'll go wild because him and Carrie Lake would be wild. Right? That would be wild. They would hate her. I think they would hate her more than him after the whole thing is over. <laughs> I'm just right? saying, I mean, I I'm just saying because she she never she never. She never. She's one of the ones that never backed down. She to this day. To this day, she says it was a voter. You know that he didn't Fraud. win, right? Yeah. And um, court hearings are still going. She's still battling that. How many? Right, right. How long has it been? Right in her own state, right? I think they try to give her the old playbook, the old switcheroo. Daniel says, "I think it'll be Ben Carson or Christine." No. Ben Carson, dang. Black vote. Nah, he doesn't need anybody to get the black vote. He doesn't need anybody to get the Latino vote. He doesn't ben need Carson. anybody to get the uh, woman vote. I don't know. I don't think, honestly, whoever he picks, no one's going to really gonna dissect. Oh, let me put it to you this way. I don't think it's going to make him, and I don't think it's going to break him, unless he picks some. In that case, he goes for the, he should go, he should take the rock. <laughs> this is we're picking celebrities now. <laughs> that will break them. Oh, then man. it'll be, then it'll be like, okay, you're bought and sold. You're being controlled. Owning Hawaii. <laughs> Goodbye, Hawaii. Yeah, man. Uh -huh. Hey, but you know, um, another conversation that I was having a couple of oh, days God. ago, uh, over the weekend is this: is that, um. Everybody is focusing, and I get it. We just read why the Iowa caucus is important. It's, you know, but as we've been talking to some of these local um, uh, politicians and running for local offices, um, I've been kind of thinking about this. And you know how our whole thing is manipulation? Right. So, you know, we talked to Peter, like Peter and stuff like that. And they're really obviously focused on local elections. Peter Hernandez. Um, is is that is that the manipulation is that they talk about president, vice president, um, those type of uh, political positions, the seats when the ones that really affect us are the local ones? Right. 
Well, is, is that is that the distraction? Look at my right hand while the left hand is doing something else. Right. I mean, what when you... when you look at Peter Hernandez's case, shout out Peter. Um, he has a reason, right? He has a business. He's involved in this community. Whatever these decisions that get passed do affect him. He is a man of the people, right? So, I mean, Pete Buttigieg, I don't know where he was raised, but there's places in, you know, in certain parts of this country that he's not going to be familiar with transportation-wise, right? I mean, we see how, what what big of a mess he's caused, right? With Just with the, the airplanes and the airports and stuff. And that's just national, right? Everybody's got an airport. Everybody's got a plane. But what about the trains? You know, what about all these, all these other things going on? Um, I just don't think, you know, um, they're putting the, the, the correct people in certain positions to actually kind of, not, not empathy, but kind of know the, the, the um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect people to come talk to me and ask questions about stalking to me, right? I'd be like, hey, that's, that's more of a Danny question, if you, if you can kind of see what I'm saying. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is the distraction is like, you know, where I'm from, my local uh, leadership here and or representation, I should say, versus yours. So you should be focused on your local representation. I should be focused on my local representation. And, you know, Daniel in the Fresno area and stuff like that. And I guess what I'm saying is rather than us being focused in local representation is we got the sexy uh, um you know, seats, you know, vice president, uh, president, and, and, you know, even governor, you know, up to, to that level. Those are the sexy ones that, you know, everybody's talking about, but we're missing the boat, you know, going back to the manipulation thing, they, they got us focusing on that when we're not paying attention to what's happening in our local areas, local representation, and, and we get screwed because of that. And I, I, I was just kind of thinking about that. And, yeah, it's not sexy to talk about, you know, state assembly here or, you know, who's representing School our districts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's not sexy. No one's talking about that. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, man. It's just a thought that popped into my head. I'm like, that's the manipulation right there. Yeah. You know, just like drilling down to what the manipulation is about. Yeah. And it so, makes sense. It makes sense. The way we portrayed politics is all a show. It's all stage. It's all theater, right? And that's what people, they, they want the big names, but they don't know, like like you said, when's the school board meetings? They don't know uh, the mayor of the town. They don't know where town hall is. They don't know where certain, you know, where, where in places where they, they, they should matter, right? They yeah. know all about Washington, D.C., but they don't know anything about uh, Indio, California where they live right and there's exactly a three mile three mile town or whatever yeah. India is you know you know what I really hope for is that okay so we were talking about um Iowa caucus you know depending on the turnout that they had and um that it would give a shot in the, the arm to conservatives nationwide at our local representation level you know what I'm saying so hopefully it gives them a little bit of a, you know, um, 
uh, pep in their step in the way that they're going to approach it. Hopefully, and that's kind of what I was talking about is if these people take a page from from Trump's playbook as far as you know um, having that fighter spirit in in representing um, their constituents in in their local areas in their districts. I think they'll get a better response. That's why I always ask, you know, um, Daniel's uh, posting here who we're trying to get on um, in the future on the show. But that's why I always ask that question. What does the support look like now versus what it looked like, you know, 10 years ago or even six years ago and stuff like that? Is And I guess what I'm trying to measure, even with Max Bonilla, when he came on, you know, young people like that, I always ask, you know, What's it like? Are are you alone? Do you have support? And everybody's saying that they they do have support. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just hoping that it just builds that support up higher, 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 higher. When they see a turnout like that, is getting all those people out of the closet. Okay. And we're just the microphone, right? We're just trying to beam that out. Reach out as many many people as we can well i think that's why i keep saying is that you know from the very beginning uh, is that i believe that we're the majority and everybody that is like you're crazy we're not the majority listen to everything that's why i always ask the question who is they who is they yeah, yeah. i mean if you make you know what i mean if you if, is you it, make if we start silent- thinking about they if you make the silent majority speak up, it's not, you know, it's the majority. Oh, look, we have uh, more local candidates reaching out to to us to be on the podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, I kind of was messing around when, well, not messing around, but it's kind of catchy. Uh, everybody's using um, matter in, in their statements. So I was like, local local elections matter. I think they matter the most. I think I'm going to add matter the most to it. Yeah, they do. So, I don't know. It's, you know what would be funny? Is, you know how they have fantasy football? Let's have some fantasy uh, local elections going on. Is there any way that we can create something like that? Yeah. Little mock drafts. (laughs) Little mock drafts. Yeah, I got got this uh, player. I got that player. And, I got Peter Hernandez's rookie card. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if we if people would get that excited uh, for local elections, that that would be sick. I was talking to Gloria about that, and she's oh, like, "Oh, Gavin Newsom." <laughs> no, she's like, "I'm not interested in politics whatsoever." She wouldn't even be into it, and and I get it, you know. I said it earlier, it's like, it's not sexy. You know, it's not something that you want to be. I don't know. I guess it's never, you know, we, we've we said it, it's never been really cool to know about that type of stuff. But uh, like Justin Timberlake, your boy, is like, you got to, uh, how does that song go? Bringing sexy back? <laughs> I was more of an in uh, Backstreet Boys. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> no. It, 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 again.
again, we go back to it, right? We we're talking about you know local elections. It's not it's not sexy. It's not it's not the thing to do. It's not what people you know. Again, it's um kind of lost my train of thought. But it's it's not the same people that that uh, don't even know their city, their town or city has a government are the same people that think, oh, uh, the meat everything all our food comes from food score all our food comes from safeway and that's about it right that's mm-hmm. that's where food comes from they don't see that you know animals have to get slaughtered uh certain fruits or vegetables aren't around all year you know they they just see as a supermarket as oh that's that's where i'm gonna go get strawberries right so the same people that don't know their town has a government they think it's all everything's done in washington dc they think all the sidewalks on that they're walking on or anything that, you know, you know, is good for the community comes from DC when it's actually, you know, they can have Local. a say. They can have mm-hmm. a say. That's the whole point. You guys do have a say. You should have a say. You're paying yeah. for it. Might as well have a say. I wanna see my ta- my tax dollars at work, man. I wanna see them That's that, If in you're gonna face. steal my money, <laughs> do it. You're in gonna my steal face. my yeah. Hey. <laughs> I keep saying it is like I want to see my tax dollars at use. If you're gonna steal my money, I want to I want to see it used here, locally. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to see it being spent in other countries. I'm don't even let's not even get into taxes because that's like that's Brother. like a hot button Brother. for me. Brother. I start losing it. Right? Because you know. Know what I would go buy if I had some extra money? Hey, um, dude, I, yeah. I'm gonna take a, a, a page out of their book on that one and make a whole nother alias. Try and find another social security I can use, man. I don't know, man. What I'm gonna do? <laughs> hey, Daniel says I need an invoice of where my money went. Hey, yeah, yeah exactly. we need we need receipts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need receipts. Yeah. I need to make sure that's being allocated properly. Yeah, and so, who 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 did you give this contract to? You know, who 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 are you choosing? Is it another uh, the, the same people you're giving it to, giving it to over and over again? The same streets that are cracking, the, the new streets that you did over there are cracking. And you gave them the the new contract. What's going on here? Things like they that. did such a great job, man. You say yeah. you say it countless, right? You say it all the time. Follow the follow the paper trail, the money trail, right? It'll lead. It'll, it'll, Bring bring some things to light that need to be brought to light. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, but um, something else that I wanted to talk and I wanted to ask you is um, you know, with we see this these new generations coming up, right? All the these Jews in old, the tunnels. I'm just kidding. Huh? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> you saw that New York uh, clip. Crazy yeah. man. Oh, man. Um, but right. with these new generations coming in, you know, we're talking about Trump, Vivek, DeSantis, and stuff like that, right? So these are young blood, new generation, right? I heard. Um, I don't know if Daniel could look it up on the background, but it it. I think I heard that it takes about two to three generations um, to to change the popular culture. 
So in in the context that, you know, I want to talk about it is, um, is as Latinos, right, as Mexican-Americans, you know, growing up, we heard that, you know, we didn't have the same opportunities that um, Billy had, right? And up to a certain age, you know, we kind of believe that because that's all that we heard, right? And I think who would have thought that we would be in 2024 right now? But you look at the environment in 2024, do you feel like Billy is still, you know, has that advantage over us just because we're Latinos? I don't know, man. I mean, I've always been fair-skinned. Those have been pretty cute. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I do. I, when it comes down to race, I don't think it should matter. I do think some people make it matter and that's the issue. Right. Um, personally, I've never really felt or felt anybody be racist towards me that I had to make a big deal out of it or something like that. But I wouldn't say, um, I don't know. It's tricky, Danny. Right. Because I'm sure it's, it's, you're in the same case as me. I never had that issue because I never let it become an issue. I always just wanted to work hard. I wanted to be the best. I wanted I wanted to make sure the right people saw what I was doing. Um, I never really wanted it to make, you know, a big deal. Maybe because of the school that I went to, there were other people. Um, it was a majority of, of Mexicans and Tongans and black people, black kids. So, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. I was the white kid. I was the one that they would call white boy, right? Mm. Growing up, uh, hanging around white people, it was easy to easy to see that I was not the <laughs> I was not the white boy no longer, uh, any longer. But um, yeah, man, I just it's really hard. It's really hard to say. You know, it, I think it all comes down to uh, a mental mental aspect, how you see yourself, how you carry yourself. Um, again, playing that victim card only gets you so far, right? Yeah. You're too worried about how they look or how tall he is. I'm not that tall either, man, you know? But again, just want to be the best, dude. I want to make sure that I'm not disappointing anybody, any of my, uh, you know, higher-ups. Just want to work and, get, you know, get to business. But um, that somebody else had an advantage over me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. I, I hope it's not me being ignorant. Or being cocky in any any way, but I've never personally an anecdote, an anecdote, right? I've never felt it. I've never felt that Billy had an advantage. I see they sometimes they got cooler stuff. So I always saw an opportunity for me to get there. And yeah. if there's an opportunity for me to get what they have. I don't care, man. I'll get that. I'll get that. I'll get that gun. I get that Escalade. I get that whatever. Or I'll, I'll get that property. You know, the bigger issues, right? Um, those are just for face value, but you know, yeah. If there's a if there's a as long as there's a path for me, uh, I'm not gonna try to make uh make obstacles for myself, right? Yeah to, to slow me down. That's yeah. And I think Fuck that's kinda <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. kind of the point that you know, I was trying to make in the context that I was talking about, you know, generations. So if you think back a couple of generations back, 
they would have never have thought that you would get to that point where you don't think that Billy's got an advantage over you because, you know, that's that's the whole um, culture shift, you know, is like now something that might come into play is that, you know, as a kid, you would hear we Latinos are going to be the majority um, in California, in the United States. So it's kind of like, are we getting there? Are we there? Yeah. And that's why we don't, you know, now that's why, you know, Billy doesn't have that advantage anymore type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a meme. There's a meme that, you know, like you, like what you just mentioned a little while ago about, you know, having somebody in your ear. I've seen that meme before that says uh, Little Caesar's pizza is actually pretty good as long as you don't have a little bitch in your ear telling you <laughs> that it's gross. You know, as long, you know, and that's, that's what our rasa has, you know, generations of some people, just somebody, just one bad apple spreading to everybody else. Hey, you are downtrodden. Hey, it, it is difficult for you. Hey, you're never going to make it. Hey, you, you know, if you got that in your ear, you're going to buy into some of that stuff. If, even if you don't, you have that force, force going against you, right? Somebody that should be like, don't worry about that, man. We'll get through it or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. Encouragement, optimism, Encouragement. yeah, um, support, right? And that's one of the things that I always talk about is that um, in my other job, um, I was talking to some people in the office and... Um, You're a ghostbuster, right, part-time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were busting some ghosts. We were chilling, waiting for them. <laughs> And we were killing some time and we we're having a conversation and um, he was telling me that we had a similar conversation like you and I are having right now. And he goes, oh, man, he's like, you know what? I just realized that my family does that to me. <laughs> and then I go, what do you mean, dude? And he goes, well, you know, I was telling him that I was thinking about opening up my own business and doing this. And I had goals like that. And the mom and the dad, the mom started up. Ah, a poco, tú vas a tener un negocio, and it's like it's uh, it's already putting that negativity out there. It's like I, they're basically saying, "I can't see you having a business. How are yeah. you going to run a business? How Sometimes are you going your to own be able people, to do dude? Yeah, <laughs> dude." And we're talking about a mother and a father. Then the father jumps in and and starts, you know stomping on his parade too yeah, yeah. so I, it, I, I i've seen it i've seen it where the guy and it wasn't me makes it makes a landscaping shirt right puts his name puts his phone number and the parents go you don't even clean our yard where you're gonna be cleaning <laughs> up everybody else's yard you know and no that didn't happen to me <laughs> but it would be funny if it did right but yeah man i <laughs> guilty right so yeah man it's it's i don't know man i that that in particular is is something is a whole different conversation that's that's la raza talk that's that's we it, we have to get famous in uh, in a whole different other community we can't get famous in our own man we got so many haters dude that they just oh man i i don't know how they do it man <laughs> We got haters. <laughs> we got haters, man. We got haters. But our number one fans are in India. There you go, man. 
<laughs> the number one viewers of Latino free minds in India is something like that. <laughs> hey, um, shout out India. In India, I've heard this. I heard this a long time ago, and they were talking about people from other countries that assimilate well to the American culture, and it's uh, Indians. That's what the statistics said. And, you know, have, do, do you know any Indian people? I mean, I, I don't. I don't. But um, and if I do and I said I don't, they're going to be mad. Right. Uh, but you know what I do notice? I'm always around these new construction homes and the people filling them out are in, maybe Pakistani or something along those lines. But they look right what you would imagine or what you would assume is an indian person um and they're they, they they're the ones that fill in the mind you're like who's buying this two million dollar the indians with their grandma and whatever and you know just hard-working people hard-working people yeah i've met uh i've met some and yeah. they they hold a lot of similar uh values man they're they're yeah. you know they're they, I, I do feel like, you know, that statistic is spot on. They really assimilate. Um, and they, I don't know. It's like they've always. Um, they're doing something I, I, right. Asians. Yeah, are, yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're, they're, they're doing something right, man. No, they're, they're, they're really cool. But um, going back to the generational uh, thing. So. It's kind of crazy. It kind of sucks that I'm able to see these things that people used to talk to talk about in the past and see them coming true, at least part of them, because that means that I'm getting older, I'm getting old, <laughs> number oh, one. But it, it's cool because we're, we're seeing them play out. You know, I see the difference from you know, growing up to, to now, um, you know, as far as, uh, the change in, uh, popular culture. Um, so, you know, seeing that we have a Latino free minds podcast it is pretty cool. Um, it kind of tells you right now with the whole India thing is that other people can relate to, you know, what we're talking about, what we see, um, so I don't know, man. I think it's pretty good, um, you know, the support that we see out there. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Oh man. So, what else is there? Anything on your mind? On your mind that you want to talk about? Uh, the cool thing about the podcast is that everyone can get something from it and relate to it. Yes, you can. You can, and you will. You take it all. <laughs> no, um, it's it's crazy, right? Uh, I think we were talking about. I think one of the one of the early episodes. I kind of like what steered us in this in this kind of direction, right? Of uh, being kind of conservative, being I don't know. I don't know if you consider yourself a Republican or whatever, right? Kind of conservative, more conservative. And for me, it was. Um, it was George Bush. It was George Bush that got me, um, and it 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 couldn't have been something that he did that was good, right? I just remember my dad going, "That that guy right there, 
that guy took over a couple countries and we're number one. And I that's all I took from it. You know, now as an older person, I'm like, oh man, how that guy was wild, right? But at the end of the day, that's the guy that kind of pushed me into this direction of being like, no, nah, that's not Al Gore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not Al Gore. So uh, how yeah. do you how how do you think I should go about that as an adult, right? Kind of in with the good and out with the bad, or at the end of the day, that's my boy. That's my boy. He brought me in, you know, and you know I could hate him for what he is today, but um, you know it's that Hillary. Well, I think um. And and I say that because who who's gonna be the George Bush for the younger kids today? Who do they see that's like oh, he's doing these war crimes, but he's pretty tight, you know? And it's just enough for him to be like, that's that's kind of my side. I'm not too much. And but do it, we need again, do we need someone like that? I mean, I mean, again, I'm kind of to, more not saying that we need that person, but that's the person that I was able to grab onto and kind of like okay. Um, these but in what way? It, it elaborate on that. Like, wh- what did you grab onto that? Like, in a good way that you were like, yeah, I'm going to support him because he did X or or he woke you up because he did. No, well, again, I, I didn't get I didn't see I was looking I wasn't looking at George Bush when I was 18. I wasn't looking at him when I was four. It, um, 2004. I was in fourth grade. So what is that like? uh like an eight-year-old? I don't know anything, mm-hmm. man. But all I know is that's the president, right? And that's the guy, you know, that's who we vote for, you know, kind of kind of shot me. Um, and you say they, that's the guy that we vote for because he was a conservative? Not or, because, or... not yeah, almost, almost. I don't expect my parents to know too much as, you know, as, as much as we are involved today, you know. I'm surprised mm-hmm. they even voted, you know. It's kind of one of those things. You know, mm-hmm. my parents uh, in particular, one can vote, one can, you know. So um, seeing that, seeing the conversations he would have with my mom, right? Because my mom, she's conservative too. But again, she's, she's, she says she's Mexican. She says she's an immigrant. She has a green card, but she says she's an immigrant. She's proud of being Mexican, right? And mm-hmm. it was kind of just banter back and forth, and he would, he, I would hear him joke around with her and stuff. But you know, that's kind of where I, you know, Bush, Bush was the guy that kind of. I remember growing up as a kid, everybody hated him. You know, if you're talking about Hispanics, Latinos, they hated him. I don't think mm-hmm. they trusted anybody after Reagan, right? So, yeah. Yeah, you that's see, who, that's, that's where who I was rooting for at the time. Why everybody was like, nah, fuck, you know. Yeah. I think, you know, the goalposts are being moved all the time. Right. It, we had an episode um, where we were talking about what a Democrat was late 60s, early 70s, and versus a Democrat now. So, you know, I think Matt Kim used this line is that, you know, Democrats in Georgia still go to church, right? So back in that time, Democrats still went to church. They were still uh, uh, God-fearing people. And the Democratic Party wasn't like trying to push atheism or agnostic, you know, or anything like that. 
but now or you know abortion the way that they are right now yeah so death basically right so obama against gay marriage yeah and remember he's the one that started changing that goalpost he came in saying that he wasn't for it so once he was in they start changing the goalpost so now you know it's an automatic democrat boom you're for gay marriage you you see what i'm saying yeah yeah so and that's what I was talking about, um, changing popular culture uh, with generations. And let's think about that. How many generations ago was that? You know, let's call it a generation, not even a generation ago. Okay. I think they say generations are like 20 years apart or something like that, between 20 to 30, let's just say. And Obama started doing that in, in 08, right? So... Um, we're talking about how many years there? Uh, 16? 16 yeah. years? I, I think the mentality of the Democrat being for the people is what affected a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, they tell that lie um, over and over. No one believes them now, so that's out the window. Um, but you see what I'm saying is like how in generations you, you change popular culture. And then what going back to what a Democrat is now is not the same as what they used to be, especially if you go far back, uh, like I said, uh, late 60s, early 70s. So um, it's just interesting. Like I told you, it kind of sucks when you get um, a little bit older, but you start seeing the changes and the differences and stuff like that. But, you know, that's what we have to pay attention. Um, um, We have to pay attention to that. You know, right. our focus has to be on that. Um, that's what we got to make cool. Yeah. And uh, hold people accountable. Yeah. You got to get people to attend these local races. Yeah, pay attention to them. I mean, yeah. they're the ones that directly affect us and our families, our communities, straight up. That is our communities. Um, you know, I was telling... Uh, a guest on on the podcast is it kind of sucked but i i heard um you know there was uh, local elections here in stockton and on the radio they were talking about the turnout and they were mocking the citizens of uh, this town this district this county is that they were laughing at the turnout man and it's kind of sad if you think about it is like we we have people on the radio uh, mocking the amount of people that came out to vote on what's going to happen in their communities, what's going to happen in their future. Yeah. That's freaking sad. A lot of people would have you know heard that on the radio, and it's like okay, next station. I want to hear some. I don't know whatever the hell was popular at that time. Some Bruno Mars. You know, I want to listen to that Bruno Mars song. You know, I don't want to hear to this politic you know talk because yeah. bruno mars is cool politics yeah if you want to come out bruno if yeah. you want to do a little show a little you want to do our intro song slide dog but we're talking local news dog we're, we're talking local news right now yeah it's embarrassing man because again it starts at home right all this all this all this type of stuff Let's see, Daniel says, you guys want a challenge? What type of challenge are you talking about? I don't know. I don't like being blindsided. (laughs) 
Spell Hillary. What you got? What you got? Explain why local elections are important in Spanish. Mm. She said Podway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ready to look a fool yet. (laughs) All right. I'll take a stab at it. Go for it, Danny. No AI. Okay. No AI. (laughs) No AI. Can we use AI, please? No AI. Enemy of the state. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here I go. Okay. Hey, if I mess up for everybody out there, it's hard to transition for me from English to Spanish mode and vice versa. So I might go a little Spanglish on you. Danny, this is America, baby. English first. Don't even worry about it. You fuck up. It wasn't even Don't even worry about it, brother. We That's what we got, AI. All right, here we go. Okay. Las elecciones locales um, son más importantes que las nacionales porque son las elecciones que nos afectan en nuestras comunidades y tenemos que apoyar a los que viven en nuestras comunidades. Um, y es una, bueno, más que nada nos están uh, distrayendo con, la, con las elecciones nacionales que en verdad no nos afectan inmediatamente como las uh, elecciones y representación local. Así es que tenemos que tomar en cuenta qué es lo que va a suceder en nuestras áreas para hacer un cambio uh, efectivo y que tome efecto mucho más rápido que algo que si está en una plataforma nacional no no nos afecta tan efectivamente rápido. Por eso es lo que, por eso yo pienso que las elecciones locales son la más importantes. Sí. Yes, en inglés. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Spanish was my first language. Yeah. And nah, dude, I'm, I'm talking Spanish all day, chopping it up, messing it up. I I don't need any more people going, hey, you, you said that. You're right. a disgrace. So, yeah, Cause here I can't okay. say, well, okay, let's talk in English then, mother. I, I got an extensive vocabulary here. We can bring out the dictionary. We can go to blows, pause. <laughs> oh, man. No, but um, I remember uh, I was in middle school, and I went home, and I told my mom, I'm like, I'm not going to speak Spanish anymore. And it, uh Keep in mind, I went to school in South San Jose. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of Caucasians out there and stuff like that. And um, <laughs> I, I went home and I told my mom, I'm not going to speak Spanish anymore. Um, and she goes, okay, don't speak Spanish anymore. And she goes, but when you get older, it might help you. You know, you might have a job that uh, or an opportunity uh you know, where it would be a benefit to be bilingual and you might get the job over someone that isn't bilingual. So I, I slept on it. So I went back to school and then I started preaching. I was like, hey, you know, you should really speak Spanish because, you know, you're going to have a better opportunity when yeah. you grow up and you're bilingual and blah, 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 blah. And, and sure enough, man, I think some of us, I don't think I know that a lot of the opportunities that I had 
and took advantage of was because I was bilingual, you know? Um, so shout out. Yeah, mom. yeah. it is. It mm-hmm. is definitely a benefit. I've all high school didn't talk Spanish with my friends. Didn't need to really. Both my parents speak English. Uh, but when I started working at the school right after high school, at an elementary school, I had to learn quick. A lot of people, a lot of the parents only speak Spanish. There at the school, I, I got called retard in different languages. Damn. Spanish and English. Hey, public school, dog. That's that's how it is. That's how the parents are. Those are the, That's the environment your kids are growing in when you put them in public school. Um, now in construction... They don't call me a retard here, and those are grown adults, grizzly men, and they don't they, they don't have a need to call me a retard, right? But um, yeah, Damn. yeah, talking in Spanish helps. It helps a lot. Damn. It helps a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah, Pelosi speaks Spanish. You see that clip of her Shit. explaining the wrap up smear campaign? Yeah, that was pretty good. She can speak stock exchange. Pretty good. Yes, she does. Her portfolio's fat. Yeah, if you guys her can learn one language, learn that one. Be bilingual yeah. in that one. It'll take you far. Su portfolio está chingón. Sí. No, man. I, I, I just, I, I just don't want to make a fool of myself. That shit. I barely, barely got decent at Spanish, and now I'm just, my heart's gonna get broken, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> No, I will. So don't leave mean things in the comments because they hurt. <laughs> nah, man, I'm kidding. One Come day you'll on, get man. It. You'll get it. Nah, it's all good. You're in a safe space, Christian. This is my Come safe on. space, dude. You guys better this chill. Is safe space. It's just you and me, bro. It's, it's just you and me. <laughs> what do they call those uh, pets? The uh, uh, yeah. Emotional support? companion support. dude one time i uh i was working for google and um you worked for they, google i was a, uh, <laughs> no i worked for i was uh it was like a third third party company but it was just uh um dropping off uh just pallets to like the micro kitchens and stuff and i went of my, ta- of my tax dollars you're dropping off over there at uh, google yeah feeding them dog Right. I took it very uh-huh. serious. Top flight security in the world. Nah. Um, during that time, I, I, we went to, they, we went to, uh, we needed to do something in um, Burlingame. And during that time, uh, do you remember when that lady drove across the country in like an astronaut suit to shoot, shoot her husband in YouTube? No. Yeah, well, that happened. And uh, she, she didn't stop once. Pooped herself, everything. And came here. I don't know if she shot somebody. She did something. She came to YouTube here in Burlingame. And, um, you know, scared people, obviously, in the Silicon Valley. And uh, when I went, everybody, dude, everybody had uh, emotional support dog or animal or pet. Oh, really? Everybody. Absolutely everybody on campus, you know. And it was because that lady had gone in and done some type of, you know, yeah. Wow. Yeah. To get, That's to why get everybody has pets now, huh? Google. Google. <laughs> that, was, that was something that was sight. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. So 
Now you got me intrigued with this lady. So where did she drive from? Oh, man, I think across state, dude. Like, I don't know if uh, Jamie can pull it up, but it was <laughs> she came. She came in the car. Uh, no stops. Poop, peed, everything. So, in the car, so in the toilet, in the... she was that upset. She put jealous. on an astro jealous. Yeah. She put on an astronaut suit so she could shit a makeshift. So she can shit and piss her pants without stopping. Without stopping. To get Dedication. there. She might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. She must yeah, have been dude. a good employee. Yeah. Dude. No, she didn't work for YouTube. No, no. Anywhere for whoever she worked. Because oh. that's dedication. <laughs> no, I think she was something, dude. I think I think she was. She just lost it, dude. Lost it. So. Yeah, man. Wow. That happened. Yeah, side story. Okay. Emotional okay. support, did, dog. So so what happened when she got there? Did she get him? I don't know who she shot. I don't know if she did shoot him or um, I don't know if she got killed or killed herself later or something like that. It wasn't too bad. I think only one person got hurt or only one person died. You kind of beat me too, too but I was hoping yeah. no one got hurt. Yeah, I don't think anybody Oh, is it here? Oh, man. It was a while got. back, man. It was a while back. But I do remember it happened here in Burlingame, YouTube. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And security was crazy. Let's see. <laughs> Terrified employees fled as gun gunfire rang out Definitely. of YouTube trawling headquarters in San Bruno. California on Tuesday, prompting a massive police response and evacuation as victims were transported to nearby hospitals. San Bruno police identified the suspect late Tuesday as Nazim Najafi Akdam, 39, who was found dead from what authorities believe is a self-inflicted gunshot wound. San Bruno police chief Ed Perperini said that Three people were transported to local hospitals with gunshot wounds. Wow. Well, we were talking about hard work and dedication earlier, right? Mm -hmm. she, fit, she fits the bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. man. Okay. Crazy stuff. And I, I was wow. there at that time. And security. Man. You know, some of these, some of these things that happen in some of these stories... It's almost crazier than movies, if you think about it. You know, you watch movies and they're pretty freaking crazy um, with the storylines and everything. But uh, reality is actually freaking crazier than. Yeah. And. Damn. Than the movies. That's ins that's that's crazy to say. <laughs> pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah, man. Wow. So, huh? How you feeling? Good. 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 Okay. You? <laughs> Swell, dude. Good. Tuesday. Wait, you you're waiting for another for another challenge from Daniel or what? No, no challenges. I come on. The next one's for uh, Christian. Maybe, I I took one. Challenge. Uh, like I say that challenge, backwards. Challenge accepted. So, I got it. <laughs> oh man. Well. You willing to take a challenge right now before he pops it up? Not, not in the language. 
<laughs> I told you. No, it, it'll be it'll be it'll be in the English language. Oh man, he, he just wants to hear why I hate Hillary, and I don't know why. <laughs> I, I was thinking that's exactly what, what he was gonna bring up, but I don't know. Uh, Hillary's a bitch. Keep pushing, dude. That's how I go. Uh, yeah, she just gets me so mad. What issue is most is most important to you this year? I mean, toll bridges. I fucking hate toll bridges, dude. Here we go back to taxes. But if we're talking about an important issue this year. Or last year for 2023. I mean, taking Trump off the ballot. That's fucking crazy, dude. That's, that's, that we lose credibility as a country when that kind of stuff happens. Uh, quickly, other things followed suit. Uh, other states followed suit, right? Um, that's just why. Why would you, again, you're not going to be, you're not going to have power, those same powers all the time. Now Republicans are going to get it, right? It's like you want other people to use that same power. It's just, it's kind of like you said again, man. That's why it's kind of, it's hard not to be black filled. It's, it's uh, that union you were talking about, right? It's the same head with two different masks, one on the front, one on the back, no matter who gets voted in. They just, same body, just different face, right? And that's just, that's kind of how I feel when we go down that route, right? They get them off the ballot. Why? Because they do want that traditional, whether it is Republican, Democrat, they just want to trick us again. And people are gullible enough to become sheep again, right? Even after everything that happened between 2016 and 2020, right? Getting them off the ballot that doesn't that doesn't help anybody not at all even if it favors your side yeah mm -hmm. it's a pandora's box yeah because once you open it it can be used against you and you have to have that foresight think two three steps ahead is that that's why i say you know with uh, trump he ain't no savior he you know whether he's here or he's not here he's not the only person capable of doing what needs to be done so, going yeah, back to having our, that fourth thing, our government is complex, dude. It's not mm -hmm. a, it's not. Um, we don't have a king where the next person that takes in line is easy for us. It's his son, or the next son, or whoever it is. Mm -hmm. Right? He mm -hmm. has an heir. If we say we want somebody out here, you bet we better have somebody that can take those reins, right? Who took the reins after Trump? You yeah. couldn't, couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle it. It's not well, that simple. It, it goes back to being installed and elected. Right. It's like, you know, who are they going to install? Are they going to install uh, someone that has this intellectual, that makes their own decisions? No, they want someone that they can control, manipulate, direct into the direction that they want to go. So are they going to get someone that is really smart and independent no it's a we, we hear it all the time i don't know if it's a joke that it's being played on us where he goes well i was told not to talk about that or i can't answer that question 
I was told I can't answer that question. Yeah. They told me I got to go. You're, they told me you're the last question. That's so bad, Danny. That's so bad because it's in front of our faces. And this guy is just a vessel. He's a vessel for all the ideas of the Democratic Party. Uh, all the pedophiles are whoever's holding, you know, power in that on that side. And like you said, it, he it's not e- he's not easy to manipulate. There's nothing there to manipulate. It's programming him and you say this and don't say that. Try not to say that because lose, he's going haywire. So it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so in front of our faces right now, man. That's a uh, gaslighting at level ten, right there. Level ten. Yeah. 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 When you could it's get like, away with it. It's toxic. It's, but <laughs> it's so the, there's gaslighting where you're kind of like, what? Really? Like, and you kind of question it a little bit. And then there's gaslighting at level five where you're like, wait a minute. Ain't no you way. Know, there ain't no way. There's something wrong right here. Then, then I, I would say gaslighting level 10 is red pilly because. At that point, you go, no freaking way, bro. There's no way that this can even be reality. It's like you need to pinch yourself. Did that shit just like really happen? So that type of gaslighting is red pilling straight up. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that, but if you are a Biden supporter and you were uh, ride or die and uh, you, you didn't want to be uh, red pilled, you, you got red pilled. The past so, exactly three, three years. Exactly. So why why is it that most of the red pilling comes from that side? Do you think they're doing it intentionally? Aside from the media needing Trump or whatever, why well, are they doing it so blatant that it's easy for people to be like, "I'm not gonna do that anymore." Let's just I'm red pilled. I'm gonna go on the other side. That this this isn't cutting it for me. Okay, so. Keep in mind what you just said right now, the question that you just asked. Look at Trump's message that we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. Uniting, coming together, yeah. right? So there's there's a conspiracy theory, where, and they kind of use the words that Trump uses, a pause in the administration, that we hit a pause. And that they knew that they were going to be cheating 2020, right? And everybody knows that there was cheating. There's no way that Biden being Trump, right? So a lot of people, when everybody knew there was cheating in 2016, there was going to be cheating in 2020. Everybody was hoping that Trump was going to stop the cheating for 2020 and he could go on to his uh, second term. The conspiracy theory is that Trump allowed it to happen so that the people could see what this, to the point that Daniel just made, this red pill administration was going to do, the Biden administration was going to do. So people open their eyes, get red pilled, and that unity comes together. And then when this pause that we're going through these four years with Biden, he was going to come in, Trump was going to come in, for his second term and and that was going to be the real red wave after the red pilling 
That makes sense. I don't. Yeah, no. I... And people were saying this before Biden got elected. What is it? Conspiracy. You give up. You give up your king for your to so the queen can win or whatever. Oh or, yeah, the, the chess. Yeah. 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 So, and they were using uh, the analogy three three D chess. You know, like you playing yeah. in like a different level type of chess game here. But that's one of the conspiracy theories. And if you think about it, you know, he does use certain words, like I said, like, you know, the pause. And I think before the 2020 elections, Trump gave a speech and he said, when this administration comes in, the borders are going to be wide open. The economy is going to crash you know, he, he kind of like rattled off a bunch of things that were going to happen. And if you go back to that speech, I don't know if Daniel can pull it up while we're talking, but um, every every single one came true, bro. Every single, the borders, you know, um, wars, uh, economy, um, everything was just, he, he called it spot on. And that's why um, it's the speech that Trump gave uh, right before the elections, and he was saying that um, if this administration comes in or when this administration comes in, and he was talking about the Biden administration, uh, he started saying, he started basically saying every single thing that was going to happen. And since that did become true that, you know, uh, Biden administration won, um, he's been right about every single thing that he, he pointed out. There, there was a speech. It might be hard to find, but um, he he did say that Trump said that. And and now that you know we've had time after that, I think that conspiracy holds a little bit of weight. You know, holds a little bit of water there. Yeah. So I I I heard a little conspiracy too. What, what about what? Let me know. And it only, it only, I, I heard these two things in different times. Um, I heard that F, uh, again, this is just conspiracy for sure. Um, that that was an Epstein. That that body was an Epstein. No, okay. Um, and that uh, I don't know if it's Trump guys or the Trump CIA or whatever it is, but they have them. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. as kind of as kind of blackmail for the Democrats or whatever it is, you know. Um, did you see when Megyn Kelly kind of said you might even hear from him yourself? I there, don't remember that. I don't just recently, that. I think I think it was Megyn Kelly, and it was like a week ago, and it was during the whole thing while the lists were dropping, and somebody, I think it was Megyn Kelly, and she says. Um, who knows, you might even hear from him yourself, you know, mm. whatever that means. Maybe there's a pre-recorded video where he's out. And yeah, he's yeah, out. yeah. That'd That's what I was thinking. Too. That'd be pretty tight. You That'd know? be out of a movie script. That'd be... but, but hearing those two separate, I heard those two things in two different times and going, well, this, this is right there. A little, oh, <laughs> I didn't. Uh... Oh, they got, you see how they get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So it was like, it, who knows, right? But I found that one was a little interesting and got me thinking a little bit. What if, right? 
they're saying that the body, the nose didn't match and the ears didn't match and things like that. So mm, yeah, yeah, there's been a, just, a lot of that. I kind of heard something similar to that. <laughs> hey, but you know, um, you never know, Danny. You don't know anymore, dude. You don't know anymore. I think all these mountains in the Bay Area, those are all those are all military bases, Danny. Can't tell me no, dude. There's no way they're, they're leaving all that office space. <laughs> uh, what office is? Oh, no, I'm talking all the mountain range over here in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah, okay. Those are all secret bases and stuff. Dude. Yeah, dude. Don't. No. Don't. Don't. Speak of uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories, man. Okay, so we know someone that uh, worked in, let's just say construction, okay? And out here by the five in between, you know, like the Alam, what the Alam Rock Hills are right. um, coming uh, east towards Highway 5. Those are all mountain range and hills and stuff like that, right? So he got called out to go um, work in one to put in some HVAC system or whatnot. And um, he said that there was no buildings. So you ah. just go through the entrance and it's underground, like military base type of stuff. But there's facilities underneath. And um, and they were working in ventilation and stuff like that. So when you go outside on the mountaintops or the hilltops, there's, you know, like how you see pipes coming out of the roofs yeah, yeah, with yeah, ventilation yeah. and shit like that. They had those there. So you look at those and they it, it looks completely vacant, like nothing's there. But there's things, there's structures under those hillside mountains. Right, right. And, and check this out. So now we see all this stuff happening, happening in Gaza, um, Israel, uh, stuff like that. Um, Palestine is all these tunnels that they're finding underground. This is, is freaking crazy. Some of them, they're saying that vehicles could actually drive through and they're they're lit up they're ventilated they're danny i wouldn't be surprised far, if they dude. have ac and heat in there dude don't go too far the great el chapo <laughs> he is getting out these prisons through through the tunnels right so i mean if they could do it yeah man but you know that that kind of stuff catches me off guard uh there was one time i was in yuba city and we'll so I'll stop right here so you can watch the video. But one time we I was in Yuba City, uh, covering for one of the for one of my coworkers doing something out there. Uh, gun involved actually, and uh, I saw these three mountains, man, really pointy mountains. I don't in, in no. Don't tell me they were artificial mountains. Now you really. I, I don't know, brother. <laughs> and I said I I told my coworker the next day, hey man, I saw these three mountains. And they look crazy. They look beautiful, dude. And I said, I hate to break this to you, brother. Those are military bases. You know, kind of joking around, fooling around. And he goes, no, it is. It is. It's a military base. They they hold, it's a missile silo or something like that. And it's like, no, shit. It, Danny, if I'm thinking, if me, if me as just a, a regular citizen or whatever you want to call me goes, if I was playing hide and seek, I'd play. I, that's the best fucking hiding spot right there. If that's me looking at those three mountains, 
you're going to tell me the government isn't looking out the re- all the rest of these in the Silicon Valley or wherever it is and going, yeah, dude, there's some retail space in there. We're going to tell everybody else we need to cut population, but uh, yeah, we're going to go in these mountains real quick. <laughs> Never done it. Same dude. That's crazy. Um, but uh, Daniel found uh, the speech. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what you got. Oh, Donald. And vote. We got to get in because we don't. They'll just sweep it under the rug. Joe Biden and the Democrat socialists will kill your jobs, dismantle your police departments, dissolve your borders. You know that. Release criminal aliens, confiscate your guns, no more Second Amendment, get used to it. Destroy your suburbs and drive God from the public square. That's what's going to happen. You saw in the Pledge of Allegiance during the Democrat National Convention, they took the word God out twice. They said, oh, we made a mistake, excuse me, and then it happened a second time. We said, well, I guess that wasn't a mistake, right? Biden even refuses to answer questions on the packing of the Supreme Court. Nobody even thought of that for many, many, many decades. And that's what they want to do. They can't get there legitimately, so they say, that's all right. We'll just pack the court. We'll put a lot of super lefties on the court, and we'll have a whole different country. Nope, not going to happen that way. We're not going to let it happen. you got to get out and vote. You know, a lot of people said that I was elected because of the Supreme Court, because I said I'm going to put great conservative constitutionalists, great judges on the Supreme Court. I don't know if it's true. But if it is true, it's more true now than it was four years ago. And you got to get out and vote because they're going to destroy our country and they're going to destroy our U.S. Supreme Court. And we can't let that happen. But who would have thought we're on number three? You know, other presidents have never had any. They've never had any. We're at three already, three and a half years. And I will say this, I will say this, it's driving them crazy. It's driving them crazy. And Amy is fantastic, a great intellect, a great scholar. I think she's going to be a fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Socialism, halfway there, more than halfway there, dude. We just need a couple more. That whole socialist thing, socialist thing is gonna be like Nikki Haley winning that one, <laughs> that one county by one vote. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he named them all, and they're all coming true. So. Yeah. Yeah. But um. So if you guys are curious into, what should I do? Do the opposite of what he said Biden was going to do. Buy a couple guns. Buy more guns. (laughs) After you're done with that, buy ammo. Make sure you buy ammo. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's it. So what? What do you think? We're good? We're good, I think. I think we squeezed the rag as much as we could. So I next mean, week. it was good. We jumped all over the place. All over the place. Brought up some good topics. Yeah. And uh, conversation. So, yeah, I think it was good. Yeah. Shooting again, from the hip. Shooting from the hip, Bruno Mars. You got the invitation. 
You want to do a little intro for us? Got it. Yeah. Hey, Bruno Mars, that's old stuff now. Good. Oh, man. That's, that, that's how you know you're getting old. Uh, how I'm getting old. Bruno yeah, Mars. who's popular now? You got to get your girl. Oh, who's popular now? Oh, who's, dude, don't make with, me say uh, it. Kelsey, I almost Kelsey's said girlfriend. <laughs> Kelsey's girlfriend. Oh, What's her name? T Murder. <laughs> T Murder. <laughs> Yeah, Taylor Swift. Yeah. All right, you guys. All right, guys. See you next time. We're going to, um, like Daniel said, we're getting more guests on. I think uh, it's safe to say, you know, we're going to keep the focus on local representation, local elections, um, because local elections matter the most. Um, so we'll keep the We'll keep the focus on that and uh, see what the what the temperatures like out there. Hopefully they're getting a lot more support. Um, Iowa caucus, you know, kind of lays the groundwork for a red wave to come. Not just a fake red wave like we were talking about. A tsunami. A, a tsunami, but um, a real one. Not the Not the dragon with two heads that we're used to. For the past, I don't know how many damn generations. You know, we talked about generations earlier on the show. Let's start a new generation where we get rid of fake news and stop getting freaking manipulated and uh, really make a difference. So um, yep. until the next one, it was fun. And peace be with you. La raza